0: Welcome back to Colorado Water Talk, the Colorado Water Conservation Board's official podcast. I'm Ben Wade, here with my colleagues Eric Skye and Sarah Leonard. Even though we are now well into winter, Colorado and much of the western U.S. is still recovering from the record-breaking wildfire season that was summer and fall of 2020. It takes years of monitoring conditions and restoring areas on the ground where wildfires decimated natural resources from vegetation to wildlife
1: habitats to water quality. And the CWCB has been leading the state's team on watershed restoration, a component of wildfire recovery that can take years following a wildfire season like the one we had in summer of 2020.
2: And as we continue to face the impacts of climate change, the devastating aftermath of record-breaking wildfires and droughts is likely to only be compounded each year for the foreseeable future.
0: Luckily, we do have strong support from Governor Polis, and together with the Governor's Office and the Department of Natural Resources, we are exploring every avenue possible to provide support, both financially and technically, to affected communities.
2: And in terms of financial support, the governor requested about 78 million for wildfire response needs in the latest stimulus package. Of this amount, the DNR requested about 20 million over the next two fiscal years. And in that sum, 9 million would be directed to the CWCB's Watershed Restoration Grant Program, and 11 million would go to the State Forest Service for wildfire mitigation grants. And,
0: and Sarah, do you know the status on approving that stimulus bill?
2: Yes, so Colorado's General Assembly convened beginning on February 16th. So we expect the legislature to debate and hopefully approve the package very soon.
1: And to help us with technical on the ground updates, we have watershed recovery expert, Kevin Hawk joining us today. How's it going, Kevin? Very good, thanks for having me. Absolutely, thanks for coming on. So Kevin, even before the stimulus funding comes in, CWCB's been really involved in recovery efforts especially in places like Glenwood Springs and the Rocky Mountain National Park where we had the Grizzly Creek and Cameron Peak fires. So can you tell listeners what your team's been up to since then?
3: Sure, Eric. Uh, We've been really busy of late. Uh, The CWCB convened a team consisting of our own staff and some consultants to provide technical assistance to local organizations that were affected by each of these fires. We've been assisting with all kinds of things such as data collection, identification of values at risk, uh, project development, hydrologic, hydraulic modeling, and recovery program facilitation and coordination. Bottom line, we've been through these disasters before and we're eager to share the lessons that we've learned from the past events.
1: And for those who are living in the affected communities, what are some resources they can use from the state? Where can they go for those resources? Well, that's a good question, and currently the best
3: place to find funding for watershed recovery activities is through the Emergency Watershed Protection Program administered by the Natural Resources Conservation Service, or NRCS. This funding can be used for recovery projects on any non-federal land, uh, significantly including private property. Uh, that protects infrastructure and other values that are now at risk as a result of the wildfires that we experienced last year. This is federal money that does come with a non-federal cost share, but this program can really do a lot of good for those affected by the fires. Now there's currently no state funding in place to build onto that, but as Sarah mentioned earlier, the Governor has included nine million dollars in a stimulus package for the cwcb's colorado water restoration program for the purpose of Addressing unmet needs related to recovery from the wildfires Now if this money is funded, it'll be administered similar to the current colorado watershed restoration program And you can find details of that on the cwcb website It would be distributed through a special issuance of the grants later this spring, and we would have a little over a year and a half to use these funds. It's worth noting that uh, both of these funding sources are available to any organization, such as local governments, nonprofits, or coalitions. Now they're not available to individual landowners, so these people are encouraged to join one of these groups if they're seeking funds from this funding source.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I just got one more question for you. Why should downstream communities either on the Front Range or even our downstream states like Arizona or Nevada, why should they care about watershed restoration?
3: Well, watershed restoration is going to impact these folks greatly because it allows the burn scars to be able to soak up rainwater rather than pushing it downstream in the forms of either flood flows or debris flows that can continue to impact them for many years if they're not
1: mitigated. Well, Thank you so much for your time today, Kevin. Thank you, Eric.
2: And a few more updates to note this month. The governor recently appointed Robert Sakata to represent the South Platte River Basin on the Colorado Water Conservation Board, replacing outgoing board member, Jim Yon. Director Kern Trick of the North Platte Basin and Steve Anderson of the Gunnison Basin have been reappointed to each serve another three-year term. The vision for the next water plan is now available. It focuses on four areas, communities, agriculture, watersheds, and planning, which covers all the water needs for Coloradans. We are currently seeking feedback on this vision through a public survey, all of which are available at engagecwcb.org. The link is provided in the show notes as well.
0: And one more thing that is worth noting, our water project loan program interest rates are currently at an all-time low, as low as 1.1% for agricultural loans. So now is the time for water stakeholders, NGOs, and private entities with multi-beneficial water projects in mind to consider moving forward with an application today.
2: And revenue from those interest payments goes back to supporting our many grant programs. So it's a win-win for Colorado Water.
1: That is it for episode four of Colorado Water Talk. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Join us next month where we get to talk about making it snow more through weather modification. If you have a moment, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have questions or comments on how the podcast has been going so far, direct message us on Twitter at DNR underscore CWCB.